Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 97. And today, we're going to be looking at what we can learn from our disagreements. Yeah, Jesus catches his disciples arguing with each other, and he uses the argument, really, as an opportunity to teach some profound spiritual truths. So that's where we're going this morning. It's about learning from disagreements. Can you learn anything at all from people you don't like, from people who have a very different perspective than you do? Can you learn something from someone that you really disagree with? Absolutely, Jesus would say. Yes, you can. You can learn a lot. And I think it's always worthwhile to note this, that Jesus always uses these common everyday experiences to teach his students and us. Um, you know, we, we learn from common everyday things, things like not being able to get on with someone or things like really disagreeing with where someone's coming from. Uh, things that happen to us all the time. And Jesus would come along to the first disciples and say, okay, let's pause here and let's reflect on this because you can learn a lot when you find yourself in a disagreement. Yeah, it's like disagreements. They can be a mirror to our soul. They can reveal all sorts of truths to us. You know, why does this person bother me so much? Or what's at stake here? Why do I feel like I need to be right in this situation? And of course, with any kind of conflict, you know, I mean, <laughs> Jesus teaches a lot about conflict. And I think in some ways it's because he wants us to learn how to minimize the suffering that conflict causes us and others. So here's the story. It's from Mark chapter 9. And the context is, is that Jesus is on his way to Capernaum, which is a city. And when he gets to the city, he asks his disciples a question. He asks the students, he says, so what were you arguing about on the way here? That's the question. Now, he, of course, he knows what they were arguing about because he was, was listening in, right? So they get the city. So what were you all arguing about? And the text tells us that the disciples, they don't want to say anything out loud. They don't want to admit to anything because they were arguing about who was the greatest. So they... <laughs> They are, they've still got this idea of a pecking order. Who's the best and who is the leader? If Jesus isn't the leader, who would be the leader and who's the best? And this whole idea, this pecking order idea. Now, here's something I noticed about this. I have seen certainly, and I've taught in the past, uh, this whole idea of the disciples arguing with one another and wanting to be in first place. But I think that I haven't really looked at this 
in the same way this reading, because if you back up just a couple of verses, you find that the reason that the disciples are actually arguing in the first place is because they are fearful. And the reason they're fearful is, is because Jesus has just been speaking to them about difficult times that lie ahead. He's told them that he's not always going to be with them. He's told them that he will be killed. And in three days, he will be raised. But when the disciples hear this, such an interesting line in verse 32, they did not understand what he meant and they were afraid to ask him about it. So they've gotten this horrible news that Jesus is no longer going to be with them. There's going to be some massive changes ahead. He's talking about suffering. He's talking about dying. He's talking about rising in three days. Well, nobody knows what that means because that's never happened before. So that's totally confusing. So they've gotten this terrible news. And then right after the, that news, they start to argue about who the greatest is. I mean, how strange is that? They have this news that he's going to be, there's going to be a big loss. There's a potential big loss for these disciples. They're afraid to ask him about it. So nobody says anything. They just keep their fears to themselves. And then following that incident, they start to bicker about who the best is, who the greatest is. Now, I'm going to suggest here that Sometimes the thing that you're arguing about isn't really the thing, right? In other words, these disciples are, are arguing about, okay, who's, who's, maybe they're arguing about who, if, who the leader will be. It, it could well have been that. Who would take over uh, if he did leave? Maybe, maybe I should do it, John would say. I mean, I'm his right-hand man. Peter might say, no, I don't think you should do it. I'm the one. Uh, no, I don't know if you should do it. You denied him. Who knows what they were saying? I'm using my imagination here. But anyway, there's definitely this pecking order. There's definitely a lot of tension and conflict between the disciples. And remember, these disciples, they loved one another. This isn't uh, arguing in the sense of you're arguing with someone who's an enemy of some kind or really against you. This is, this is a different sort of argument because they've been with each other for three years. They know each other well. They're the hand-chosen students of Jesus. But nonetheless, they have their own independent minds and their own way of doing things. And you know in any family setting or any friendship setting that there's going to be a clash of wills, right? This is, happens all the time. And I think this is what's happening with the disciples. There's this clash of wills. Jesus has just given them this heads up, this warning, really. And I think it was a way to try and prepare them that things in the future will be different. He speaks about his betrayal. He speaks about his death. He speaks about his resurrection. But they're scared and they don't say a word how interesting is that? 
verse 32. They don't utter, they don't ask a thing about it. Now, why would they be so afraid to ask Jesus to clarify? They, this is their beloved teacher. He's patient, he's kind, he's compassionate. He has for three years shown them unconditional love. Yeah, so if they're not asking Jesus, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's not about Jesus. Maybe the incident gives us insight into the disciples. Maybe they're fearful that they'll look stupid in front of each other and they don't want to ask questions. Maybe they're too competitive with one another and nobody wants to admit that they don't know what Jesus means in case they lose their place in their pecking order that they've constructed for themselves. You know, I wonder if that's it. Jesus speaks about leaving and nobody wants to admit any weakness, you know, or any lack of understanding in case the others get some advantage in some way. In other words, they don't want to be vulnerable. So they keep their fears to themselves, which comes out sideways and it comes out in bickering and arguing. I think that's a very, very common thing for people to do. That fear comes out sideway, sideways and it comes out as a bickering of sorts. It's really not about being the greatest. What really is the bottom line is, is they're scared that they're going to lose their beloved rabbi. Now, these disciples are going to have to learn how to be vulnerable in the years ahead because that's going to be the glue that will keep them together in the future. You know, many of you know the work of uh, Brene Brown. She's a well-known researcher. She's done a lot of work on vulnerability. And it, basically her study shows that there can be no emotional, nor spiritual, nor physical intimacy without vulnerability. It's so, so very important because if you're vulnerable, you're being honest about how you feel. You're being honest about your fears. You're being honest about what you need. Well, the disciples at this point, mind you, they've only been three years together, but still at this point, they're absolutely not willing to be vulnerable at all because they're still jostling for power and recognition and playing the game of who's the best. Really, it's... Jesus has so little patience for that kind of pettiness. So rather than the disciples addressing their fear, they argue with one another. Yeah. It's just so much easier blaming someone else and arguing with someone else than dealing with fear. It's got to be one of the lessons here. I don't think I've seen it before. But when I read it this time, it's like, oh, wow, that is, that is quite common, isn't it? Have you found yourself doing that? Becoming irritated with someone, and really it's not about that person at all. 
yeah, this is Jesus. So what were you, what were you arguing about on the way here? Disciples, what's going on? They're silent. What's well, like how embarrassing. Maybe he heard us. He must have overheard our conversation. We're caught. I mean, how, how embarrassing. He heard us argue. Yeah, but for Jesus, he said, okay, sit down. No, the rabbis in the New Testament and Jesus, anytime the, the line is, he sat down, that means that there's going to be a teaching. Because we tend to stand up for teaching. Like if a teacher's teaching, they tend to stand. But in the ancient culture, the teacher would sit down. So anytime you read or hear, he sat down, you know that there's going to be something good that's going to follow that. So verse 35 said, he sat down and he called the 12, that's the 12 students, the 12 disciples, and then he gave them this somewhat famous line, whoever wants to be first must be last. So he sits down, he said, whoever wants to be first must be last and a servant of all. And it's like he said, listen, disciples, rather than getting all caught up in who's right and who's wrong, and of course, this is, we're the modern day disciples. So when he's speaking to his disciples, he's actually speaking to us. So it would be like, okay, people, rather than getting all caught up in who's right and who's wrong and who's the greatest, how about taking a look around you and seeing who you can help? Sometimes the best thing you can do is to stop thinking about yourself and just go do something for someone else. In other words, life is it's not all about you. Yeah, you don't have to be recognized all the time. You don't have to win the argument. In fact, here's something to ponder. Being right isn't always the most important thing. In other words, you can be right and you can easily correct someone, but maybe that's not the best thing for the relationship. Maybe it's better to just keep quiet and keep your relationship and keep your harmony in your relationship. You know, because once harmony is broken in a relationship, it is not always easy to get it back. So relationships, by and large, are very, very fragile. It's like handle with care. So Jesus is saying, listen, you're, you're, you're picking on each other. You're bickering. You don't need to be recognized all the time. You don't need to win the argument. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. Yeah, it's like Jesus doesn't have a lot of patience with competition. All very helpful lessons, too, I think, for us today. There's no patience for competition, that kind of petty competition. It's like sometimes disciples, sometimes modern-day disciples, us people, <laughs> maybe you're arguing about something and that's really not what you're arguing about. Maybe there's something else going on that you're worried about or fearful about. 
I think the disciples are on edge and they're worried about losing him. And it's a very good reminder for us that when we're fearful, for whatever reason, we misperceive. When we are fearful, we misperceive, we misjudge. When we are fearful, we're edgy. Uh, things and people bother us more. When you're feeling insecure, you're not at your best patience-wise. And it's a really good time to just be aware of that, a little self-awareness, you know. goes a long, long way. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't the, the best time for me to have that discussion with James. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't really be having that conversation with John just now. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't really be talking to Martha and Mary about this kind of, this isn't really my best day. I think I'll just go for a walk. <laughs> I think I'll go for a walk, take the dog for a walk, rather than, than get involved in an argument. Sometimes it's better to just wait until we're more settled. You know, if I'm apprehensive about a situation I'm going through, or if I'm apprehensive about a person, not the best time to make an impulsive decision. And of course, we can be fearful of so many things, can't we? I mean, we can be fearful of losing health or being alone or a relationship ending. We can be fearful of not beginning a relationship or losing a relationship or losing a job or running out of money or we could be worried about a child. It's like, oh my goodness, if they keep on making these choices, where will they end up? Or a grandchild. Yeah, I mean, the stuff that keeps you awake at night or when you, if you do waken up at night and then you're thinking about something, chances are uh, there's a strong possibility that's fear-based, right? The things that wake you up. It's the things you're anxious about and worried about. Well, I mean, Jesus never, ever gives quick fixes. This is for sure. However, I think for the disciples, I think for us, certainly for the disciples, expressing their fear, talking about it, being vulnerable to one another, talking to Jesus about it, would have helped them tremendously rather than bicker with one another. I mean, it was so much better to, to express it. It's like Jesus is saying, disciples, you have to learn how to lean on each other and not compete with each other. You need to learn how to be honest with each other rather than argumentative. So true for us today, isn't it? Moving straight into an argument is so much easier than looking at the underlayer of fear. Jesus said, first will be last, put your energy into serving and helping someone else. Take a look around you. Because a strange thing happens when you start to do something for someone else. Strange thing can happen. It's in giving you receive, Jesus said. In other words, yeah, that, that piece that's missing, that piece that's unsettled, can become just a little bit more settled. 
because you're not thinking about yourself. You know, you're not just, it's not all about you and your world and your worries. It's like Jesus said, learn how to be a servant. Serve one another. Yeah, because if you're serving someone else, you have to take your eyes off yourself. And in this context, it's not really helpful for the disciples to keep on picking it at one another. And if they start to do something for someone else, it breaks the cycle. So it's like disciples, students, think about something else. Better still, think about someone else. Yeah, I mean, for some of us, yeah, it's, it's, it's not always easy to show and acknowledge vulnerability or fear or any emotion that's negative that, or that we think is what we call negative. It's not always easy. Sometimes it's better to just, you know, push all these feelings down and, and carry on and get impatient and argue and yeah Jesus said that's that's really not the way that's really not the way I have to learn a new way this is a new way of living and being he's always showing us what a transformed life looks like he's always showing us the way forward which leads to healing and wholeness that we don't have to do things our old way. I think the disciples did learn when they, get, when they got older. Remember, these guys would be under 20 at this point. They'd be very young. I think they did learn. Uh, Peter went on to be the first leader of the church. John, actually all the disciples ended up being uh, good leaders with much wisdom. But it all takes time, doesn't it? I mean, all these lessons, these are life lessons. It's not something that you can hear once and then put into practice and then say, okay, well, I'm okay, I'm done with that. Don't have to, don't have to work on fear anymore. Don't have to work on uh, arguments anymore. Got that one down. No, it doesn't really work that way, does it? It's more about becoming aware and inviting God to show us another way. Well, there's the heart cry. There's the prayer. God, when we're arguing, when we're impatient, when we're uh, irritated, is there something else going on? Uh, is, it, is it maybe fear? Is that what the trouble is? Is it, are we worried about losing something? Are we like the disciples? Would you come and show us and lead us your way? Lead us your way. There's the heart cry. There's the prayer. Thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.